Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Now remember this, a soul that is not renewed is going to lean towards conformity. Does that make sense? A soul that becomes renewed is going to lean towards transformation. Your spirit's perfect. So right now, you, me, everybody in this room is born again. Your spirit is 100% perfect. There's nothing wrong with you. You, you did not get a, a, a kind of measure of the spirit. You got the fullness of the spirit the minute you got born again. You got a measure of faith, but you got the fullness of the spirit. The measure. You have enough to produce everything. But as I said, you're fully spiritually developed the minute you become born again. The problem is your mind's unrenewed. You don't have an old nature. You don't have some old, old person in you. You don't have some, you know, jerked up mentality, you just have what? An unrenewed mind. That makes sense? So the more you renew your mind, your will, and your emotions, the more you could spiritually transfer. Everybody say it's a transfer switch. Reaches over the spirit, pulls it through the soul. Well, what happens if my soul rejects? See, soul, you gotta realize, write this down, this will help you. Faith is found in the soul. Man, I'm telling you, January, you don't want to miss a Sunday. I'm late already, I'm two months out. He's downloading it as I go, and I'm going, I know, I know, but I can't talk about it all because it's just too early. You know what I mean? But I'm going to get you there. Faith is found in the soul. That's where accept, accept, write this down, Jer. Accept and reject is found in the soul. Meditate about that. Everybody has to. You understand what I just said? You're accept and reject. So God says you're a champion, and you got to go in your soul, accept or reject. If you reject what he said, don't work for you. Because guess what? In the soul is where rejection is and acceptance. Faith is birth in that soul soil. Ooh, I like that. Faith is birth in, did you get that? Soul soil. I like that. Never said that before a day in my life. Soul soil. Come on, man. You know what I mean? Did you get that? Soul soil. That's where the seed goes. In the heart. That's Mark chapter 4. Okay? So just hear the word of God. Immediately they receive it with gladness. Then they get mad. They get offended. Why do they get offended? Don't work out the way I thought it was going to work out. So, right? And then you become a rejecter. Rejection arises when reason shows up. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm reasoning in my mind. Well, yeah, that's great, but it's undoing what God's trying to do in faith in your life. So rejection gets there. You see what I'm saying? You understand that? So God says you're more than a champion. You go, I feel like a chump. God goes, okay, what do you want to do? You want to believe me or you? And your soul decides whether you're going to accept that or not. And if your soul goes, I don't feel like a champion, well, then guess what? I can't do all things through Christ who strengthens you because you're sitting there saying you can't. You can only go, you're only going to rise and fall by your confession because your confession is creating the reality of your life. You know what I'm saying? But then you got a bunch of people talking big but don't believe it. That don't work neither. I talk big but I don't believe it. See, faith needs to be developed before faith can be released. That's Romans chapter 10 because faith is formed in the heart and released with the mouth. But faith that's not formed in the heart doesn't produce any kind of fruit. You see what I'm saying? Because that's when power, sozo, the other side of that confession is made into, that's sozo. That's deliverance. That's miracle stuff. 
But that's easy when you believe it first. See, we were trying to tell you, say it, and then you're going to believe it. That don't work. Believe it and then say it. I'd rather you work more on the believing and the accepting than the rejection and then do the saying. Because once you do the saying then, it's got power to create. Most people's words don't have enough juice to create anything because it hasn't been incubated in the place it needs to be stuck in where it releases power. Is that right? So let me get to this part. How do I conquer the negative? How do I conquer the negative things that are trying to catch on me? Is that okay? You know what that means? Like, we live in a world that there's a lot of negative going on, and if you're not careful, even though you know what you're supposed to be doing, you're going to pick up negative ideas about yourself, negative opinion, negative stuff that people said, a whole bunch of negative nonsense is out there, and now I'm trying to get you to get thankful and another level of praise and, and like man until I empty so it's funny right we've been doing these home projects I'm like hating every minute of it but God bless you guys you know but I'm like I had this you know when you get in these things and you're like oh God and there's this stuff and it had like paint and it looked like old paint in this can and I'm like if I take that new paint and put it with this old paint I am not a painter but I know this ain't going to look right because that stuff in that can don't look right, and I don't think I can mix it enough. And what I'm going to probably do is take something good and bring it into this old stuff, and the contamination of the old stuff is going to mess up the new stuff. The new stuff is not going to uncontaminate the old stuff. So what I thought of was, wow, you could be pumping new into your container, but if you don't clean out your container, you're just going to mingle that old mess you got you in that thing and mess up how you see it. Now, I'm not picking on you, but you know what I'm saying. Like, well, I'm going to forgive. Now, some of you are real cute. You're cute enough to get yourself in trouble because I'm going to forgive, but, boy, I ain't going to forget because I'm a forgiver, not a forgetter. No, it's time. Look, let me tell you something here now. There's a lot of stuff you want to emotionally hang on so you could have a little bandwagon of nonsense, but the Word of God holds no validity to it. You're going to love me today. Merry Christmas. Right around the corner. Yeah, because, no, I'm telling you, right, because I'm, well, I'm, I'm a forgiver, but I'm a, I'm a, no, 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 you got a Rolodex from 1973, you flip through and go, ooh, you did this in 3 o'clock on 73, ooh, in 83, you did, no, 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 it's time to get out of that stuff, because some of you are holding on to stuff that is contaminating you, because I said this, right, now this is true, if I come in here and I, and I, I get into it with Keith, Man, me and Keith get into it, right? We have a yell-a-thon, a scream-a-thon, and I say a bunch of junk to Keith, and I unload on Keith upside down from Sunday to Monday, and I just give him a good one. When I walk away, I forget about it. But Keith can sit there the rest of his life and meditate on nonsense and let garbage in a moment of time enter into his heart, enter into his head, enter his life, and keep him trapped in a moment of time that God never even wanted him to be just even privy to, and he could decide, I'm walking away with carefree, footloose, and fancy-free, and he has basically the toxic moment of a life there to hang on to, either keeping forever, contaminating his soul forever, or he could discard it and get rid of it and move on with life. But how many times do we not move on with life? We hold on to it like it's a little token you're going to keep forever. You better, you better hear me today because you know what I'm talking about. Hanging on to stuff you need to let go. Now look at some of these scriptures because I think they're important. I love this, right? Because last week, remember I said, he, he leadeth me. Ooh. Right? He restores my soul and leadeth me to the path. Come on. Come on. What do he do? He leads me to the path of righteousness. 
I got news for you. He can't lead you to the path if you don't let him restore your soul. Oh, you missed that one. You don't let him restore your soul, you can't follow his leading. God's trying to lead you, but you want to hold on to soul wounds and soul hurts and all this soul stuff. You got to let it go. You got to let go of some of this stuff and move on because here's the thing. If you hold that old stuff in that container and we start putting this new stuff, Jesus even told you with the spirit of God. He said, if you put new wine in an old skin, that old skin's going to blow up. And guess what you're going to have? A mess. But if you got a new skin and you put new wine, that's your spirit. That's why I took the old stony heart out, put a brand new you in there, supple, pliable, movable, shapeable. I could put the Holy Ghost in there and now you can have what? A brand new life. But I got news for you. Little shiny-headed, little funny-looking Christian you. <laughs> that if you're not careful, even though I got a brand-new liner, I could be holding some stuff in here I don't need to keep. And the next thing you know, I'm commingling wrong ideas with stuff I need to allow to get flushed out of my whole being. Look what it says in these scriptures. Man, I'm going to tell you what. These things are going to make you excited. They made me happy. They're going to make you happy. We'll start with verse 1. Listen to this. Proverbs 30, verse 8, passion. Love it. Think we need to make it our uh, thing. How do I conquer the negative of life? How do I overcome it? Write it down. How do I overcome the negative thoughts, negative ideas, negative stuff, just negative, whatever it is. Maybe you got it. Maybe you're keeping it. Maybe you're doing it, whatever. I don't know. Look what it says. Empty out of my heart everything that is false. Oh, my God. Make that your prayer. What are you hanging on to that, now everybody pay attention because I need you for like, just give me like a half hour and I'll let you go, okay? You know what I'm saying? You pull this in. Now pay attention. Stop shopping on Instagram and doing all the stupid stuff you do when you go to church, some of you, because I know you. You know, y'all like, I'm on Amazon trying to buy stockings. I don't really care about you stinking man old Christmas. Pay attention. Do that when you leave here. Don't you like it here? You know what I'm saying? Somebody you know was on Instagram or something like playing. Yeah, I got radar. You know, Lauren will, Lauren, Lauren will testify to this. If he's talking, we'll have a meeting, and I'll be talking about Mars, and she'll know. She's like, if he's talking about it, something's happening. Just, just track it. It's, it's happening somewhere. I'll be like, something's stupid. I was like, what's up with the website? She's like, I better check it. Something's weird. So if I'm talking about it, somebody's doing it. So focus, okay? Look what it says. You got to make this your prayer today. Are you guys with me? Hello? Is everybody in this building paying attention? Verse 1. Right? Number one, how do I enter the negative out of me? How do I get rid of this contamination? How about you make this your prayer? Empty out of my heart everything that is false. There you go. Write that down. That's your prayer. God, I, what's false? Come on. Look. Lies. Okay, now watch this. What happens if you believe false? It becomes your reality. Hello? So maybe you're hanging on to something. Well, you know, something that I need to get rid of, but all the while I've been hanging on to it. But I haven't let God come in here and what? Kind of like get rid of it. So empty out of my heart everything that is false. Every lie and every crooked thing. How about you make that your prayer today before you leave? God, enter in my, come on, what did he say? He said, what did he say? He restores my soul. Come on. How are you going to restore your soul? You don't let him in there. Come on. Are you willing to let it go? Or, oh, oh, I know what you're doing. Oh, oh. You don't want to let it go because you don't have an emotional high when you let it go. Ah, oh, you love it. Come on. I, I, should, I, should, I should get paid for this. You love it. That's why you don't let it go. I'm supposed to let it go. No, you like it. It gives you soul kicks. It gives you an emotional up and down. 
Look, once you get in, look, man, I'm like a ninja in this thing. Once you let go of your soul connect, you have no more place to have emotional response. You know the word of God gives you no emotional response? There's no, there's no emotional response in the word of God. There's only emotional response in the, in the soul. That's why people don't want to go to the word to settle arguments. They want to stay in their emotions. Because if once you get to the word, there's no more feeling. And silence. <sighs> Thank you for the one amen. It's true. No, let's stay in our emotions. No, let's go to the word of God. You will settle every argument of your life the moment you go to the word of God. As long as we stay in emotions, we're going to have problems. But then somebody wants to be the PhD of spirituality and try to rightly, you know, interpret the word. The word interprets itself. Okay, we're going to go there in a minute. You know we're going to go to 1 Corinthians in a minute. You know we're going there, right? So, Ma, be ready, because we're going to 1 Corinthians 13 and Amplified. We're going to start with verse 4, and it's going to be a great day here at Relevant Church. It's going to be awesome. We're all going to rebuke ourselves, and then we're going to go home and eat turkey. Yay! Right? Every lie, every crooked thing. What is he saying? He's saying, look, will you get in there and get rid of lies? What happens if you empower lies? Now it becomes reality. What if I'm believing lies? He says, look, he says, give me neither under undue poverty nor under wealth, but rather feed my soul with the measure of prosperity you want me to have. But get the understanding here. I need God to empty some stuff out of me. Why? Because just like that, your heart is a container. Okay, Jesus said it like this, out of the abundance of the heart, let the mouth speak. What does that mean? Your heart is like a bag. It's like a grocery bag, let's say. Or for some of you, it's like, you know, all the ladies are like, no, it's a Louis. Okay, you got your little Louis. Walk with your Louis, okay? My mother's been walking with Louis for 53 years. Praise be to God. Amen. That was funny. Somebody should have laughed. I thought that was really good. Hold your Louis, right? Hold your Louis. Stay with me and get this, right? So stay in this. Understand what I'm saying. Hold, hold your capacity. This. Stay with me. Hold your capacity this and understand this, right? Don't worry about all that stuff. Movement bothers you. Movement's just a distraction. That's all movement is. See, movement tries to distract. So you miss. He's so, look at him, look how he does that. Whew, comes in and wants your attention. I don't want your attention. I don't need your attention. You need to have attention. That's why, he, he, see how God does it? It's cool, ain't he? How can you do that? I don't. <laughs> People think, so I said, man, how do you do that? I don't. He does it, and then you just recognize atmosphere. See how he, see how he shifts? Now watch this. I'll give you, I'll give you something. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings because somebody might be connected. Unbelief contaminates an atmosphere. Always it did. Always will. That's why I checked the row. I look around. I, I, I'm a real, at, I become even more, hanging around certain people, I become even more atmosphere. I live in atmosphere. I don't live, I live in feel. Not emotional feel, but spiritual feel. I feel it. I feel when things are off. I don't know what it is, but I can feel it. So we're saying, that's what some of you got to start learning. Something's off. You got to start following those things. That's how you're led to the spirit. Does that make sense? It's never people. It's never stuff. Lose all that stuff. It's just atmosphere. The atmosphere isn't right. Something's not right in my atmosphere. You're learning how to do this. That's not weird, right? When I say that, you know what I'm saying? You just know like, hey, I got to get it. So you're getting it. So you feel the atmosphere shift? That's God. So your dad means he's getting ready to prep, prep us to hear something. So hear what he's prepping you to hear. Is that okay? You understand what I'm saying? 
So do you see how that kind of works? He's saying, look, empty me out, right? Now watch this. We're going to go to this thing. We're going to see this love side, okay? But understand this stuff. Really pull this in because I think it's really important for you guys to get, all right? And we'll put them all up on the screen so you can see them. Realize this. If I don't allow some of this stuff to be separated, I'm going to try to hang on to emotional stuff God's trying to get rid of. And everything that comes in my bucket is going to start looking like everything else in my bucket. So your bag, okay? So like your Louis, right? You go in there and you look. Like if I go in these girls' purses, there's God knows what I'm going to find, right? They got like power, I, I, I'm looking, right? Power bars, I could live for a week. Come on, candy, gum. She don't have power. I don't know what she's got, right? But what is it? In that bag is stuff she needs. Some of you got like a suitcase. I pick up Pastor Liz. It's like, what do you got, bricks in here for crying out loud? There's stuff in there, right? What am I trying to say? So your heart is like a bag, so stuff comes in through your ears, your eyes, and you leave it in your bag. What happens if you don't clean out your bag? You got a bunch of junk in there you don't need to be carrying around. Now it starts getting heavy. Now you're carrying stuff you should have never been carrying. And why is it even in there? How to get in there? You ever find something in your bag you didn't put in there, but somebody slipped it in your bag? Now you got this. You've been carrying it for months. You didn't even know it was there. Come on. You, know, you see what I'm saying? I got a backpack. God knows what's in it. I could probably live for a week off the stuff in there. Come on. You see what I'm saying? But what happens is what? Your heart's like a bag, and now this stuff gets in there. He said, empty it out. When's the last time you emptied it out? Now watch right here. Now look at this stuff. Now I know what you're going to say to me. Watch. Love. Now why am I making you read this? Because here's the thing. Well, Pastor Chris, I'll forgive, but I'm not going to forget. You got to forget. Because some of you are holding on to stuff inside of you you need to get rid of because every time something comes in new, it just doesn't allow you to go to another level. This is about empty it out. How am I going to empty it out if you ain't willing to let it go? Look, man, this, now, I know you're going to tell me, well, you know, we have qualifications of how we love. We love certain people, seems to be unconditionally, but then other matters and other subjects, we are not so apt to just say, well, you get unconditional love. You usually get unconditional forgiveness, but you get remembrance of the mistake you made over and over again. Thank you for the one amen, a half a smile, and somebody throw me a Snickers because you're all getting wild. Come on, stay with me. You know I'm right, but I got to love like Jesus loved if I'm going to empty out my heart bag. This is about you. Because, look, I could, lay, I could scream at you all day long and walk away. That's, you could carry it the rest of your life. That's your business, but I'm done once I get it out. Come on, look, right? That's what happens with people. Life brings hits. You, look, it ain't fair. Who said it was going to be fair? Who said it was going to be easy? Who said it was going to work the way it was supposed to work? Look what it says. Love endures long and is patient and kind. How many need to work on love is patient and kind? Thank you. Love is never envious nor boils over with jealousy. It's not boastful, does in vain. Glorious does not display itself haughtily. Love is patient and kind. How many of you be patient and kind? Look, in the beginning of this, I was not patient and kind, bro. I was quick, get it together now, let's go, what are you doing? Now I'm patient with people. I'm kinder with people. I have more grace for people. I have more grace for spirituality. You know, I told them in the morning service, God is like this with you. This is where we're at with this whole series. I'm telling you what's going on today, just today. God's coming and going, hey, are you ready? Because I want to empty some stuff out of your heart you've been hanging on to. And a lot of you, he's been here before, but you weren't ready to let it go. And I'm going to tell you something. I mean, you're not like my theology, but I don't care. It's right. God was like, are you ready? And if you're not ready, God goes, don't worry about it. I'll come back next year because I'm okay. 
time means nothing to me. I'm ready when you're ready. And some people, it's just a little too sensitive for you to let go, and God understands that. People are too quick for people to move too fast. And he'll come back next year, and he'll come back the year after that. I don't know. Because see, every, see, flowers don't bloom in the winter. There's a reason why. It's not the season for it to grow. God works in seasons with you. So don't feel bad. I should have got rid of this 20 years ago. Maybe 20 years ago you weren't ready, but today's your day. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Today's the moment in time. God's like, are you ready? And he's looking. He's like, if you're ready, I'm ready. But if you're not, I'll come back in six months because I'm okay. I'm patient and kind. Come on, you see this? This is not a bad day. It's a good day. Maybe somebody hurt you. Maybe something, I don't know, but I know this. Love is patient. God. It is not conceited. It's not arrogant. It's not inflated with pride. It's not rude. It's not unmannerly and does not act unbecoming. Love God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeker. It is not touchy. It is not fretful. Or is it what? resentful, and it takes no account of evil done to it, and it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Whoa! That's God's kind of, well, you know, I'm going to forgive, but I'm going to remind you in the next 13 years about all that stuff. Come on, man. That ain't God. I do it, you do it. Don't say, oh, I'm glad he came today. Oh, I'm glad she came today. Oh, Aunt Mary should be here today. Cut it out. You're here today. God's talking to you. Stop sitting in church and think everything's for the person sitting next to you and the guy in back here. It's for you. Examine your own heart. Because look, this is what I'm telling you. This is about examining my heart and seeing if I'm holding on to some stuff and then getting rid of it. Because if you judge yourself, God will never judge you. God don't judge people. God don't want to judge people. But what happens is you hold on it. God's like, hey, you ready? God will wait 30 years for you to get rid of something. But if you won't get rid of it, that's on you. Let it go, man. You're going to live lighter. You're going to live freer. You're going to live better. I'm going to show you at the end of this thing because, God, all week long, I could not shake, I could not shake Mephibosheth. I couldn't shake that dude for the whole week. He kept popping over my spirit, kept popping over my spirit, kept popping over my spirit, and I knew why. And I'm going to tell you why today. But I want you to just write a couple things down just real quick so you can have them. Okay, here's the thing. How in the heaven am I going to get rid of these life wounds? Look at Psalm, in the Passion Translation, Psalm 147.3. I got to get rid of some of these life wounds because these things are weighing me down. There's some stuff just weighing me down. How do I get rid of, she's like that? I'm going in there, man. I'm not staying here long. I'm just going, hey, I gotta, maybe I got to get rid of some stuff. Maybe I've been holding on to some regret. I should have got rid of it. This is not some inner healing big thing with this. That is not what this is. What this is, self-examination, that maybe in me, I got some stuff that if I start bringing this new stuff in, I keep seeing through the old lens. And I don't want to see through the old lens no more. I want to look through a brand new lens so I can start seeing things and seeing people in a greater light. Because how many of you know, when I start seeing things like God sees it, things are going to get different because God's a good God. And I got news for you. Ready for this? Look at me. Some of you got some regret and you got 20 years of junk. Guess what? God forgot about it. You should too. I'm going to throw a chair. Hallelujah. I felt the Holy Ghost. What am I saying? You got 20 years of regret, and you're going to hold on to it. Look, I don't care if you wasted 73 to 83, 93. I don't care. Why are you hanging on the regret? God forgot about it. You should too. And all your critics that keep reminding you of it, next time they look at you and say, but I want to tell you something. You know what? I tell you this is what you should say. Just be very polite. Be very kind. But guess what? 
Brother Hagen was flat, made me laugh. He said this. He said his little buddies came and found him. You know, they, they, they took something one time. I think they went to a store and they took something that was wrong. You know, one of his buddies. And he said, hey, Brother Hagen, you remember that time we went in there? And Brother Hagen said, I'm a new creature. And they said, no, 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 no. We went to that camera shop and we busted in Mr. Green's camera shop. Remember that time we all did that? And they looked at Brother Hagen and he said, he said uh, I'm a new creature. And they said, no, you remember that day? You were with us. You went and did this. He said, I'm a new creature. How many of you know those buddies of him looking at me like, he's a new creature, right? He's a nut job. What's wrong with this guy? He don't want to go back and tell us. He said, no. He said, I'm not that guy no more. Hey, hey, I'm not that guy. Well, I did it yesterday. Guess what? His mercy's new every morning. I'm not, I'm a new creature. I'm not that guy no more. 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 Glory to God. I'm not, no, you don't know who I am. I'm a brand, I'm a new creature. Next time they say, hey, Cole, remember? Just go, I'm a new creature. Ash, I'm a new creature. Do you, you want? I'm a, they want to call her? I'm a new creature in Christ. Never been one like me before. See, when you get the mind identity of who you are, the people around you will stop calling you what you used to be. I don't respond to that no more. That ain't me. I'm a new creature. Come on. Oh, uh, you're just excited. No, I'm not. I got a revelation. Stop trying to label me in the season of life that I am not no more. Mm-hmm. Come on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, oh, you were there. You know, we used to have, my mother tell you a story. We had this guy in town. He used to be drinking all the time, you know, and, and everybody labeled him. He was like the wino, the town wino guy. And uh, I got my first job, you know. I was pumping gas, and the guy was in there, man. I said, man, you the dude that was drunk all the time, you know. And I almost was like, man, you the dude. He said, I ain't that dude no more. Man, I was so happy. I never forgot that. A decade of life being a kid, watching somebody in a lifestyle, and then see, he was working at the shop. And I said, man, I said, man, I went up to him one day, I said, man, I'm so proud of you. Not that he needed that from an 18-year-old little kid, but I said, I'm so proud of you, bro. Because you know what? Man, I didn't think you'd be here one day. But you are. And I said, man, that ain't his name no more. You know what I'm saying? You know, like some of you were like, yo, Joe the Thief, or you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? You got a label on you. Who labeled you? Take your label off. You're not what somebody labels you. You're not what somebody said you are. How they know who you are anyway? They don't know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Don't let nobody label you. Don't let, how many of you got labels on yourself? You put them on yourself. You better get labeled. You better get rid of the label you put on you. You don't even know who you are. That's why I told you you better come around somebody that knows who you are. That's why I wouldn't go to no, I just wouldn't go to church. Because you got to go somewhere where somebody tells you who you are. And believe it. Because all you got is lies in your head. Everybody does. That's why you got to have a voice louder. This is who you are. You ain't who you think you are. You're what the Bible says you are. And God got no opinion. Remember I preached that to you? You want to hear that? God's got no opinion. John the, ba- John the Baptist is a complete nut. John sins. He's sinning. He's messed up. Right? He gets thrown in prison. He's all messed up. John's the one. That, let me tell you the whole story. Right? I get excited because uh, I'm looking at the clock. So let me just give me, give, give me 10 minutes. You got Thanksgiving off, right? John, remember I told you this? John was all messed up. He gets thrown in prison, gets all messed up. He's like, hey, go ask Jesus if he's Christ. Like, dude, you, what is wrong with you? Like, you snapped out? Like, what do you mean? I would have punched him. Like, you're the one who told us. You wouldn't have got mad? John the Baptist was the one at the River Jordan when Jesus came up. He sees the dove descend. He goes, that's the son of God. That is God's only begotten son in whom he's well pleased. The heavens open up, bro. 
He comes out of River Jordan. The dove comes down. John goes, oh, it's the Christ. Yay. Right? Heaven goes, that is my son in whom I'm well pleased. The whole earth hears everybody shake. Whoa, freaks out. Whoa, 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 God. John gets thrown in prison. Now he doesn't know if he's Christ. He goes, hey, guys, go ask Jesus if he's Christ. Are you, like, tripping? Like, you, what are you doing, dude? And he goes, and he gets there, and he looks stupid. Jesus says, what do you see? What do you hear? I told you this. But this is what you got to get. And he comes back, and he says, what do you see? What you hear? And John gets it. And then I'm going, okay, here comes the rebuke. Here comes the opinion of Jesus. He quotes the book of Isaiah about John the Baptist and goes, would you come to see a reed shaken in the wind or you come to see a prophet born of God? Nobody's greater than John, but if you're born of the heavens, you could be greater than him out of the womb. <laughs> you know, I sat there, I almost fell out of a chair. You want to know why? You want to know why? I said, this joker, Jesus, has no opinion about mankind, only what's been written in the Bible about you. He has no public opinion about you. But you want to know what's sad? You got a lesser opinion about you than God does about you. That's a good one. Write it down, Oliver. You got a lesser opinion about you than God does because you speak lesser the word of God that God spoke about you. Until you find identification with the word of God, you're going to have assimilation somewhere you should not be. People's problem is not they like hanging out with goofy people. It's the image they have within them. All you are is a living reflection of who you really think you are. And you'll go where that reflection tells you to go. I can't even take you out of it until I change the inward image. It's a law. It's like gravitational pull. You can't leave it. Isn't that cool? It's good. We'll get there. But did you pull that in? Did you get that? So that was like a little bunny trail. So if God's, okay, so look at your neighbor and go like this. Just check this out. Wait a minute. Think about it first. If, why, if God's only going to speak the word about you, why would you speak anything less about you? Now look at your neighbor and say he's talking to you. Look at your other neighbor. Go right, go left. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Say, why would you? So why, and then watch this. How do I identify who not to listen to? No, 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 go slow. How do I identify who not to listen to? I'm giving you tells. It's like poker. Just sit there with your hand and go like this. Well, you're this. Well, I can't agree with that because it doesn't sound like what's been written about me, so you're somebody I can't really listen to about my future because you don't know me. Just sit there and look cool. Just don't, don't, don't. Just, okay. You know, Mark, you're real. That don't line up. And your head goes, that don't line up with the words, so I guess that's not a voice I need to let in. Don't tell them. They're coming. They'll show up. Just go, okay. Boy, you know what? You could do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I might, that one I'll take. If it ever doesn't line up with the word of God, you're not allowed to absorb. I don't care where it comes from. This is how you start filtering so you don't let things in that should not come in. If some guy shows up at your house with a mask on and a gun and rings the doorbell, and goes, hey, I'm here with UPS. You gonna let him in? <laughs> wow, don't raise your hand, okay? I'm working with what I got, but wow. <laughs> you don't know why, because it's really not UPS, guys. It's a burglar. <laughs> Come on, hello, catch up. I know we're all not ready for MIT, but let's work on the, let's work on the noggin. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? So why in heaven are you not qualifying what's coming in front of your eyes and ears and go, oh, let me give that access. What are you, crazy? Shut it down because the next thing is that thing might become now something I got to get in here that I got to get rid of and you ain't got time for some of this stuff. So start being a better qualifier before it shows up. Why? Because here's what I got to get you showing. Look at Psalms 147.3 and the passion. You got to see this. He heals the wounds of the shattered heart. You got some wounds in there, but I got news for you. Stop ingesting stuff you don't need to ingest. Cut it out. Well, why is it in there? Came in through the eye or the ear. Why'd you let it in? Well, I needed something emotional. Yeah, I know. It's your dope. Dude, I'll tell you, you get in God, you can get a PhD and smart real quick, man. But I want to feel something because I don't like not feeling. Nobody does. So you'd rather hold on to emotions that are unreal than hold on to truth, which transforms. Because I got news for you. You can't really feel the truth. You experience the truth and it transforms you. But you can feel your emotions and they're lies. That's why people rather be lied to than told the truth. I'd pack this place out if I started lying. They're doing it all over the country. What, do you think it's hard? I ain't going to see Jesus like no punk, though. Not me, bro. When I put that crown down, Donnie, it's going to be a good day. I'm going to go, boom, well, I'm going to, before I even get to the gate, <laughs> boom, I'm done, bro. <laughs> I'm going to bow my knee to the one that is the one. Boom. Take, take it or leave it. That's all you got. That's all you got? You think you're going to get this? Nah, man. You think you're going to take this stuff with you? No. Now think it is, okay? Because i got to let you go. Some of you are hanging on to stuff I want you to get rid of. So this thing hit me this week. And I want to read this to you. Because this thing hit me and then we're done. Okay? I couldn't shake Mephibosheb. I could not shake that little joker. In 2 Samuel 9 and 3 in the King James, I want to read something to you. Okay? Now you got to understand something. Mephibosheb was the grandson of King Saul, and he was the son of Jonathan. He was David's best friend. David and Jonathan were best friends. And one day, David, just for instance, is, is asking himself, man, is there any one of Jonathan, because they're in covenant, is there any one of Jonathan's house still around? And he sends his servant to go and search the land to see if he can find someone. And he finds Mephibosheb. But the story of Mephibosheb is really kind of powerful if you think about it because he's, he's, really, he's really heir to a throne. But, he, but he, he was, at the age of five, he was born into royalty. He was destined for the throne. But at five years old, his grandfather and his father were killed in battle. And when one word reached the palace, the nurse who took care of him picked him up and took off running afraid at the enemy coming and dropped him. She accidentally dropped him, injuring his legs, and he became crippled for life. So here's this guy destined for the throne. I could not shake this guy all week. Maybe it's for you. Who knows? We'll just ride it out. Mephibosheb is heir to the throne, promised the king, the blessed one, but somebody in their haste drops him. And in dropping him, they cripple him. In crippling him, he now 
has this image of himself that he should not have because I was destined for greatness, but I can't see greatness in me anymore. And he exiles himself to Lodabar, a wasteland. Meant for the palace, but I'm living in the wasteland because I don't see me in the palace no more. I just see me in the midst of problems. And I, start, just, I couldn't shake him. David is like, is there anybody there? Is there anybody out there? And they go to get Mephibosheth. This is what the whole story is about. We can read it in second. Look at, look at the mentality of this, and I just want you to get this, right? Second Samuel 9 and 3, the king said unto him, we'll pop it up there, just look at it in the King James. And the king David, he said it to him, he said, is there anyone of Saul's house that I may show my kindness of God unto? Jonathan had a son which was lame on his feet, and the king said, where is he? Go get him. And the king sent his men out to fetch him. And they go to Lodabar. In verse 6, Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, he was Saul's grandson, was coming to David. He fell on his face and he did reverence him. And David said unto Mephibosheth, he said, the answer, he said, behold thy servant. And David said unto him, fear not, for I will surely show thee the kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And I will store all the land of Saul thy father unto you, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. And he bowed himself and he said these words. He said, what is thy servant that thou should look upon such a dead dog as I am? That's how he saw himself. I'm a dead dog. Ain't nothing here that needs to be elevated. Ain't nothing here that needs a palace. Ain't nothing here that deserves to be here. I'm just a dead dog. Why would you be kind to a dead dog like me? All the while, not realizing that he was an heir to a throne. But because somebody dropped him, he was scarred for life. Who dropped you? Who dropped you? What event in life dropped you? What life hit, hit you so hard? You got crippled by it. Stop seeing yourself where you're supposed to see yourself. Stop realizing where your potential could take you. Stop dreaming that dream again. Stop believing you could be. Stop, 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 stop seeing where you were supposed to go, seeing how it was supposed to be. I don't know, but who dropped you? What dropped you? What hit you? What made you stumble? What made you, what made you hit so hard it crippled you in impact? It's happened to us. Come on, man. This is not... It's happened to all of us. Something's hit. Something's happened. What regret, what pain, what problem, what stuff. What do you got to get rid of? He said unto him, he said, you'll be in my house forever. Here's what I got to know. Are we ready to get rid of dead dog thinking? Because we've been carrying some. In the drop, he became crippled for life. Sometimes well-meaning people can drop you. She was trying to do what was right, but in the midst of trying to do what's right, it all turned out wrong. How many of you trying to do the right thing and everything just turned out wrong? How many of you trying to make the right moves, but in everything trying to do right, it turned out wrong? Tried to raise them right, but it turned out wrong. Tried to do this right, it turned out wrong. Tried to do that right, tried to, tried to love them right, turned out wrong. I try, try to, right, parents, try to raise that kid right, turn that wrong. 
Come on, some of you know what I'm talking about. Try to, try to live right, turn that wrong. Try to do that right, turn that wrong. Try to do this right, turn that wrong. Try to do that right, turn that wrong. I try to be the mom and the dad, turn that wrong. I try, try to do it right, but it turned out all wrong. She was trying to do what was right. Get that kid out of here. But in the midst of trying to do what was right, it all turned out wrong. Can you imagine the anguish this kid lived with? Each and every day getting up knowing somebody dropped me. And, because, and he's hanging out in a load of bar. It's a wasteland. It's a place of nothing. No green pasture. No hope. No, no dream in there. No, nobody wanted it. It was the worst of the slums. But David one day was thinking. Lodabar means without pasture. It's a wasteland. There's no greenery. No place to grow nothing. Methuselah, the grandson of the king who had royalty in his blood and lived in the palace, was now living in the slum, barely surviving. Thinking. But one day, King David came looking. From now on, he told him, you're going to be in the palace. Every night, you're going to have dinner at my table. I'm going to restore you as, as long as the day is long for King Saul. And Methuselah was overwhelmed. He couldn't believe what was happening. But the way he responded to David's kindness shows us he was living in Lodabar all those years. Why would you be kind to of a dead dog like me? Weak, defeated thoughts. I don't deserve to be blessed. I had too many bad breaks. Too many people dropped me. I wonder how many of us are doing what Methuselah did. We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We have royalty in our blood. We're destined to reign. But because we've been dropped by somebody and done maybe things we shouldn't have done or went through disappointments and things that were not fair, we're now living in Lodabar, thinking we don't deserve to be blessed. My mistake got me off course, brought trouble upon myself. I'm thinking I got to sit in the sidelines. I'm thinking I'm disqualified. But can I encourage you today to get rid of that dead dog thinking? Nothing that's happened to you is going to keep you from your destiny. Come on, man. We got to get out of this mentality. Come on, stand up on your feet. How many of you got to get out of Lodabar? How many of you got to get out of this dead dog thinking? How many of you got to re-identify with what you need to identify with? Come on, there's some stuff that might be hanging on. You just need to get rid of it, amen? Amen? There's some mentality maybe you got to release yourself from. Examine your heart today. Just go in there. Maybe there's some stuff you got to let go. Maybe there's some people you got to forgive. Maybe there's some stuff you just got to forget about. I don't know what's going on, but every eye closed, just right now, just think about where you got to go inside to get this stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Maybe somebody dropped you. Maybe. I don't know what life hit came, but you can get rid of it. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what setback came. I don't know who dropped you. Just like David's men went searching. God's searching for you today. It's saying this, I'll be back, but are you ready today? Just like David's men were sent on an assignment to find Methuselah in a lonely, broken state, thinking I'm somebody that nobody wants, 
dropped and discarded or lived through a season of regret and pain, just like David's men found him, God's searching today looking for you. What do you got to give? What do you got to just give him? I'm done. I ain't hanging on to this no more. It's my day. Maybe God's not going to adore your heart say it's today today because I got time. I'll be back next year. Maybe you got to forgive yourself. Maybe you got to forgive somebody. Maybe you got to forgive somebody that dropped you. Maybe you got to forgive somebody that hurt. I don't know. Maybe you got to do whatever you got to do, but I know this. It's your time and it's your season. I'm going to pray for some of you today because there's some of you need the anointing to get this off your life. But if you're in here today and you say, man, I got to get this right. I'm going to lay hands on a handful of you today. But if you're in here today, you got to get this right with God. Get this right with God right now. And if some of you feel like, man, you know what, Pastor Chris, I need you to pray for me. I really need the anointing to touch my life. Come out of your seat and go get in the aisle. Go get in the row up here. Come up in the front. If some of you feel like, because some of you need the anointing for this today. I felt that. If you feel like, I just got to get in the anointing, just come on up here. Just come on up here. Just come on up here. We're getting out of low to bar, baby. Come on. We're getting out of low to bar. And, and, don't, and don't worry about who's coming. Just come up here and lift your hands to heaven. Now, you say, why you lay hands on people? Because people need the anointing. And we're not a church that's going to, we don't back over. Just come on down. Some of you say, I got to get out of this mentality. Just get it straight line. I'm going to go real slow, real slow. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but some of them, they need heaven to come today on them. Because sometimes, you know what? You need the anointing to break you out of this stuff. The Bible says you become yoked. You know what a yoke is? You ever seen an ox? You know, we don't use that around here. But they put that yoke around his neck so the ox just, just stays trapped to the other ox. It's like a chain. And it keeps you stuck. And the Bible says, I've come to remove the burdens and destroy the yokes. People spoke, you understand me? People spoke stuff over you they don't know who they're talking to. Come down here. Go ahead. They didn't know what they were telling you. I could see 15, 20 of you. I can go get you if I want to, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do that because I love these kids. Kids, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to let them try to make decisions about. I, they don't, I don't have the time, but I'm going to go get them. But you adults, you know what you're supposed to do. Watch the power of God. This ain't about me. Watch the power of God. Everybody, everybody, everybody that, that, they'll catch you. You better stay right here. Okay? Because I'm just speaking and watch him heal your body. Watch, boom. I'm telling you, he'll do it. That's the anointing, man. What is that? I ain't smart enough to know what's going on. That's God's power hitting people, and it short-circuits your head because some things you need to forget about. So, I mean, that's your problem. You're on too recall. Boom. You're on too much recall. Boom. You're on too much recall. Does that make sense? You keep bringing it up. God's trying to get you to forget about it. Now, some of y'all pray for it. That's cool. But I'm all right with that, all right? Some of them just there. So and if you need to come down here, come down. I don't even care what these people think. We're a family, man. So if you need heaven to come down, you just pray. All right, you, we'll go down here. We'll go slow. Nobody's in a hurry. I want to lay hands on you. As soon as I lay hands on you, the power of God's going to touch you, and the power of God touches you. There's going to be stuff that's just going to fall off you. And the internal picture of your life. Now listen, if you need to pray, we need to pray for you, I'll pray for you. I have no problem praying for you, but you're going to start thinking right thoughts. People are going to start thinking right thoughts from this moment forward. Right thoughts right now. Right now. Power. There you go. Real still and calm. There's power. What kind of power is that? It's anointing power. You understand that? That's the power of God. Power in Jesus' name. There you go. Right there. That's all you need. Power right there in Jesus' name. Right there in Jesus' name. There's power for you. Right there in Jesus' name. 
that. You're not going to think those thoughts no more. You ain't going to carry that no more. Go. Go. In Jesus' name. There you go. Okay. You all right? You got your little glasses? Okay. Ready? Close your eyes. Don't get nervous. I'm, I'm breaking them. I got it. I got it. I'm a professional at this. I was going to go pray for you. <laughs> Power in Jesus' name. There you go right there. In Jesus' name. You ready? Close your eyes. Everybody. Oh, there you go. They're right there. Boom. Yeah, watch. Yeah, see, some of them are just, just ready, 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 ready. Power right there. Boom. Ready, 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 Power right there in Jesus' name. I'm just bringing it a little stronger because I don't want this stuff staying on them no more. Go! There. Power. Right there. 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 Tell me when you're ready. You guys ready? Go! Right now, Jesus' name. You got them? We good? We go. Why are you aggressive like that? Go! Because I don't want that stuff on them. Go! Tell me when you're ready, right? Go! Go! I'll go slow. I'm going slow. I'm okay. Why are you being aggressive like that? Because that's why. Now, don't get up. It's voice activated. Come out of her. Now. Come out of her now. Now! Now! Total deliverance now. Go. Loose her body and let her go now. Now. In Jesus' name. Now. Now. Right now. You understand me? I said now. All of it. Go now. You cannot stay any longer. Go. Now. All of it. Now. 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 That's lies. They spoke lies over you. You don't even know who you are. You stay here. You're going to find out. You know what you're saying. That's power. Man, you know what? I see just this is a brand new day, man. Brand new day, brand new season, brand new. Brand new, man. You're making the right decision. You're making the right decision to go after God at this next level. You get ready. Power. Power. Jesus' name. You got him? <laughs> Power. I think it's funny because... I think it's funny because the anointing is so cool. God's cool, you know? Yeah, we'll take our time. You guys are doing great. Don't get up quick either. It's weighty. See, the heart, the, the more, yeah, she's going to be totally fine. She's going to clear as a bell. Look at clear as a bell. Clear as a bell. Clear as a bell. Whoa, I like it. Boom. Brand new day. Right there, there's a power of God. Right there, power of God. Jesus' name. It's going to be okay. Right there in Jesus' name. It's going to be okay in Jesus there. It's going to be brand new. It's going to be brand new. It's a brand new day. You get ready. You know what I'm talking about. It's going to be a brand new day. God's doing great things in your family, bro. Really good. Ash is going to be powerful. That's the glory on you. That's the power of God on you. You're going to pray out stuff. You're going to pray out stuff. You're going to pray out stuff. You're going to pray. You're going to pray. You're going to pray. It's going to feel like fire in your belly. It's going to feel like fire expansion in the belly. That's how God does it. (laughs) It's glory. (laughs) Scotty. (laughs) Steve. (laughs) I love it, right? I met met him. I'm like, Scotty, no, Steve. (laughs) Hey, pow. 
that's the glory coming on you, man. It's on me. I don't want it on me. It's not for me. There you go. Take all of it. It's the power. That's how it works. You're okay. Sit in it. God's good. Anybody else? If you need prayer, I'll pray for you. Well, don't, don't leave the moment. Leave it on the table. If this is what God wants to do, let him be God. We all need to go to a new place. Praise the Lord. Sometimes, you know, we just hang on to stuff. We don't want to hang on to stuff. Get rid of it. We're not going to overwork it either. If it's here, it's here. Just lift your hands to heaven. Thank God. He's so good, ain't he? You ain't got to get up quick. You ain't got to get up quick. It's okay. You ain't got to get up quick. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You better get Jerry Pafla Pungli standing in the aisle. Sudu stand in the aisle. That's a chair. Stand in the aisle. Take one step this way. Lift your hands to heaven. <laughs> Lift your hands to heaven. Oh, there it is. Bam. Marcy, has she got a chair over there? Where is she? On the wall? Come in the aisle. Lift your hands to heaven right there. Lift your hands to heaven. Watch this. Those words that try to do damage, that keep rotating, they got to go now. They can't stay no more. Go! You see it like a, it's like a thing. I can't explain it. It's like a, it's like almost like a circle goes around. Don't believe it. It's lies. Slip your hand to heaven. God's so good. And everybody will watch on TV, the thing, we'll pray for them too. Because you can't, if you're not here, I get it. Sherry, get ready. That's what happened, that thing. That atmosphere created a negative environment of, it's, it was like toxic. And you're out of it. You're out of all of it. It's not going to be like that no more. You're, you're going to be living in total peace. And it was pressure, pressure, pressure was used like, like, oh, we got pressure. So pressure made people be almost evil in their communication. That's not right. All them burdens are being lifted, and God's just giving you a dose, a, a dose of the Holy Ghost. Just He's gonna finish the work He started in you, Miss Sherry, right now. Now, 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 now. His power works. Okay. Praise the Lord. Power. There's a hand. You know what's funny? I think there's like five or six of you. I'm, I'm supposed to get. I don't want to miss it, but that's on you, man. I, I could stay for a minute. Where am I going? Hey, 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 do me a favor. Go, go over there. Go over there quick. Quick, 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 quick. You got her? Yeah, don't let her fall. Put her in a chair. She knows, see, God knows you're there. She don't know it. See, that's what happens. God gets on. See, here's what happens. Like, why did she don't know nobody catching her? That's how you got to see it. You got to, like, see, see, it's happening. Go, go quick. Because, they don't know, but then Dave shows up and boom, God does the rest. I'm not, I'm not, what do you think? I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. But I can see it. Does that make sense? It's, oh, he came in here and did all this. Are you kidding me? God's doing this because he loves people. Imagine if we had 8,000 people. We'd be here for nine hours. Well, that's okay. We'll get, the, we'll get what we got to get. 
I stay all day. What are you going to do when you go to church and you might not leave all day? If you had a thousand people, you'd be doing this for hours. I bet it mean he's prayed for people two hours. They came, they just kept coming and coming. I don't know where they came from. But that's okay. But if you don't have the anointing in there, how are you going to, people can't self, self-teach themselves for the, what the anointing can do in a minute. You know what I'm saying? What the anointing can do in a minute. What the anointing, oh! What the anointing can do in a minute. Oh! What's that? It's the inside stretching at another capacity to do more. It's voice activated. The anointing. Spoken. That's how it works. Oh. Okay. Jesus. Waiting in here today. Huh? Lift your hands to heaven. Mr. Williams, you got her? Praise the Lord. Oh. Bam. There it is. Bam, let it out. Don't keep that in no more. Let it go. 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 Oh! Capacity. Boom. That's all. Boom. Bam. Bam. Pow. That's how it works. You got her? Okay, just, just easy. Easy does it. Easy does it. In Jesus' name. Woo! Like fire. It's gonna be like fire. Shabake rebe de It's gonna be like fire. It's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> Bam. Yeah, don't wait. Don't hesitate. Go over there. Go over there. Boom. Boom. Come here. Go over there. Right there. Lift your hands to heaven. Take one more step up. Lift your hands to heaven. Just go to a place of total surrender. If you go there, watch. Boom. Just go to that place of total surrender. Just go to that place, place of total surrender. Just go. You're, 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 you're like 52,000 miles. Shoom. Slow. Bam. Everything's going to slow down. It's going to slow down. Now. On the inside. Now. It's going to slow down, slow down, slow down. It's all going to slow down. It's going to slow down. Top of your head, slow your feet. It's going to slow, 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 slow down. Jesus, slow down. It's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Things are changing this next season. Boom, you're making great decisions about following God. Watch what he does. 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 He's going to do it. Great things. You can pray for him. Great. Hey! Yeah, you know what to do? You in this thing. You running. Chow, chow, chow. Running. Okay, lift your hands to heaven. We okay? Don't get up quick. Here, let's just sit in it for a second. I'll pray for the people listening. Praise the Lord. God's good, ain't he? Jesus. Anointing does what it does. Don't be, don't be in a hurry, you know, like, we ain't in a hurry, we just chilling. Like, God speaks to these people on the floor, does stuff. You start changing in this atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? This atmosphere starts changing. And don't think none of this stuff's weird for all the people visiting, like, checking it out. You know, someone's like, this is, like, what happens, right? 
So people got stuff. Now, you don't know what people have been walking through. You have no idea any of these stories, you know, any of these people's deal. So they say, say they had something like they just carrying something, man. They can't get rid of it. It's like a thought that can't get out of your head or an image on the inside you can't fix. So what God does, he goes, okay, you yield, and I'll bring my power, and I'll eradicate it. It's like, remember I taught you the, uh, the Wednesday. That's why you got to watch Wednesday. Sometimes, you know, you got to watch Wednesdays or you got to listen. I said, the anointing is like dynamite. Why in the heaven would God say that he anointed us with the Holy Ghost and power, which is dynamite? What's he giving you dynamite for? What do you do with dynamite? You blow stuff up. How many know there's some stuff you can't move? There's boulders inside of you. You can't just move. There's trees inside of you can't move. But if you stick a dynamite stick in that thing, you'll blow it up. This is what happens. Dynamite shows up to blow out some stuff that you need to get rid of. And once it blows it up, it's up to you if you want to go find more rocks. If I was you, I'd leave it alone. Leave the land excavated. You know what I'm saying? Don't go jerking around planting new stuff. You know what I'm saying? So let him blow some stuff up. So the anointing comes and blows up some stuff. Boom. And now you ain't got that mentality no more. Don't go picking it up by the time you get in the parking lot. Leave it alone. It ain't yours. When you get in the car and it tries to tell you something, say, I'm a new creature. Leave me alone. I'm in a brand new season of life. Amen? You are too, right? Praise the Lord. Lift your hands to heaven. Just say this out loud. Say, Jesus, thank you for the anointing and your power and your ability changing my life and transforming my life forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm coming at a load of bar. I'm coming at a load of bar. I ain't going back to that mentality. I'm not going back to that place of thinking. And I'm not going back to that image no more. No more. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, praise the Lord. Clap. You did great today. I'm going to see you Sunday. Come on out and see me. Amen. Oh, yeah. Hey, do Operation Christmas. Take the candy. There's one there. There's one there. Operation Christmas. Go love people. They need it. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.